Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Zach Norris, and today I'm going to be talking with yet another person who I think has a valuable skill set that is useful to everyone out there. Each week, I interview one new person, and we chat about their successful habits and routines. I chat with people I've connected with in my life who I think have something valuable to offer to each and every one of you who are listening. And I recognize that everyone has a unique quality about them that makes them shine. And if we take the highlights of each of those we know and we apply them to our own lives, we then begin to exponentially grow as individuals. We learn and adapt so that we can become the best version of who we want to be. So let's get started on this now. Like I said, my name is Zach, and today I've got Connor Gillivan on here with me. Connor currently is the CMO of FreeUp.com, that's F-R-E-E-E-Up.com, and he's sold over $30 million online. He's also hired hundreds of freelancers to build his companies and is a published author and the owner of ConnorGillivan.com. Today, we're going to talk about how business owners can tap into the growing freelance workforce, what the gig economy is, and how it impacts businesses and professionals, as well as strategies to manage a remote workforce, and maybe a little bit more. So all these things that I've mentioned, Connor is just an absolute expert on. And so I'm going to go ahead and let him introduce himself and tell you a little bit about who he is. So welcome, Connor. I'm really excited to have you on here today. How's it going? Zach, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. It's going well. Uh, just getting the day started here, but uh, it's been great so far. Um, and, and I'm happy to kind of share my story, but thank you for the introduction. Yeah, of course. So tell us a little bit about yourself. What, uh, what was, like, I guess, the start, and how did you get to where you are right now? Sure. So... I got my entrepreneurial start, uh, you know, the entrepreneurial bug about nine years ago now. I was actually a sophomore in college. I went to a, a small school in Connecticut, and I was looking for business opportunities. I was taking business classes. I was an economics major and a, um, taking a lot of math courses as well. And I eventually ran into another business major who was starting to sell textbooks on Amazon, and he was looking for some help. He was starting to buy textbooks back from students at prices higher than what the bookstore was offering them at the end of the semester, and then he was stacking them up in his dorm room and listing them on Amazon and and kind of seeing if he could get any sales, and he asked me to work with him. We teamed up. Uh, we, We worked on the business throughout the remainder two years of our college career. So we were going to classes full-time. We were actually in a fraternity together. And then we were running this, this business on the side, just selling products on Amazon. And we, we really started to see an opportunity. We, you know, we were listing books. We were seeing them sell very quickly. And then we also started to list other types of products. Um, and it, it's kind of funny. You know, we were in college, and we were listing baby products and toys and home goods because Amazon was really starting to tap into the mom and dad markets out there. So, you know, we were 21, 22-year-olds selling baby products to people. Um, so there was a little bit of a, a comical uh, part of, of our, our getting into this, this whole entrepreneurial journey. And, uh, you know, we did that for the two years while we were in college. We graduated and we made the decision to keep working on it full-time instead of getting another job. We did that for about four years, and in that process, we 
we really built up the business. We we eventually had a team of about 50 people that were working with us on running all of the operations. We were selling over 500,000 products through our store and working with over 1,000 suppliers around the United States. And, you know, we were still young guys. We were learning as we were going and trying to hire the best people to help us with it. And in that process, we, we just kept running into a lot of frustrations. We were using websites online. Uh, you know, a couple of the more popular ones are Upwork and Fiverr.com and Freelancer.com. And we were trying to find people who could help us sell on Amazon. And we just kept running into turnover. We kept running into roadblocks. And so in 2015, we eventually decided that we were going to start our own website to help business owners find those types of people, find freelancers that had expertise in Amazon, had expertise in e-commerce, and uh, you know, t- today it's it led into a lot of digital marketing and, and also web development. So we started that in 2015, and for the past three years, we've really been building that business, and it's become a it's become a great company for us. We we work now with over. 5,000 companies, we have over 1,000 freelancers in the network, and it's just continuing to grow, and, and I'm sure as we'll talk about, the, the whole freelance economy here in the U.S. Is, is growing rapidly as well, so it's been a good space to get into, but that's really how I've kind of gotten through these past nine years and, and uh, some stories that I've, I've learned along the way. That's awesome. What has been, I guess, your favorite project so far? Do you more prefer the free up side of things, or did you more prefer the the uh, Amazon side of things? Good question. So I absolutely love the business model of free up, mainly because we're actually interacting with people on a day to day basis. You know, we're we're meeting with freelancers, we're helping them build their business, we're meeting with business owners and helping them hire smart people. So I love the, the human element of FreeUp. Um, but when running the, the first Amazon business, I mean, we were just so young, we were in college, it was just, it was super exciting. So it was it was a lot of fun, but, you know, I would say that I, I really love FreeUp and, and it's been it's been a really true blessing to get into that and, and find ourselves in this world. Were either of the two more difficult to start up or just about the same difficulty? or had different struggles. Uh, walk me through, I guess, kind of the difficulties in, in beginning those two businesses. Yeah, so they actually had similar difficulties when, when getting started, and I think a lot of businesses run into this. And for us, the, the biggest thing was uh, trust with the people we were trying to work with. So for Portlight, which was the Amazon business, one of the biggest things we had to do was find manufacturers, so people around the United States that were creating products and making brands, we had to find people that were willing to work with us. And at first, we didn't really have a track record. You know, we had sold a good amount of books on Amazon, but we didn't have a, we hadn't worked with other suppliers. And one of the biggest parts of the whole supplier industry is having references and and being able to say that you've worked with other people. So for the first six months to a year, it was an upward hill battle to try to work with those people. Similarly, with FreeUp, when we first started, we had a good background in e-commerce and Amazon, but we had never tried to run a business where we were 
introducing freelancers to business owners. And so for the first six to nine months, again, it was all about building trust. We, we weren't just offering freelancers. We actually had e-commerce consulting, and we also had a course on how to sell on Amazon. And that got us in front of people at first, and we had to really build relationships with them so they would trust us and you know give us reviews and use the service and help us make the service better. Um, and so both of those were, were tough points in the business of getting it started so that we had people that trusted us and, and wanted to work with us as well. That's great. And obviously it turned out well, so that's, that's awesome that you were able to do so. Um, I guess for myself, uh, being a young business owner, uh, sometimes it's hard for people to, uh, I guess, to take you seriously. They, they don't see the big old guy in the suit, you know? And I'm sure you had encountered that as well. What were, I guess, your strategies to overcome that? Yeah, that's a, it is definitely a, I don't know if it's a problem, it's just kind of something that is because it's, it is harder to, for businesses to, you know, look at someone who's 21 and uh, think that they have everything together and they'd be someone that's good to work with. <laughs> the, the way that we worked around it was to always be very organized and to have our, pretty much our business and systems and processes in a good place so that as these individuals or businesses were asking us questions, we had very smart answers so that even though we were younger and we, we looked a lot younger, our answers made us seem more mature, made us seem like an older person that could be working for a larger company. Um, so we always tried to keep everything organized so that we were portrayed as a, a, a medium or large organization while we were still you know, young and, and figuring everything out on the fly. Gotcha. I think that's super interesting. Um, and I'm sure that was a, a whole lot of planning that went into that. Uh, it just seems like something that's very difficult to do. And I know I've struggled with it as well. Uh, so I, I give you absolute props for that. That's incredible. Um, yeah. Another, another thing is you can, you can kind of, uh, you can play it to your advantage to a certain extent too, because people like the story of a young, hung, hungry entrepreneur, a group of young and hungry entrepreneurs that are looking to build a business and, and are really working hard to, to create those relationships. So we definitely use that story as a part of our pitch as well. Um, and, you know, some people are going to be turned off by it, but you'll get some people who are, you know, they may have been in those shoes at one point in their life, and they, they see that, that correlation, and, and they're more willing to take a chance and, and work with you and and kind of see how it pans out. So it's definitely something you can use to your advantage as well. I think that's a really good point too. I love that. Um, as far as my audience goes, I've got a few people who are in the workforce, a few people who are entrepreneurs, and a few people who are students. What would be the primary ways that they could use something like FreeUp for their life to benefit it? Sure. Yeah, so... For people who are actually either running a business or they're working for a company, we work with a lot of people, and the, the main thing that we do is we help them to better spend their time or to save them time in areas where they shouldn't be spending their time. So let's say someone's running their own business and they've built it up, they have some customers, they're making some money, um, but on a day-to-day basis, they're still the ones that are handling all of the tasks. 
So, you know, they're, they're doing their emails, they're running their social media, they're doing the bookkeeping, they're working with the clients, they're doing marketing tactics. Um, there's all these things that eventually get onto your plate as a business owner. And what you eventually have to look at is how do you value your own time? So, you know, if, if you value your time at $50 an hour, if there's a task that you're performing for two hours per day that could be hired for, for $10 per hour, um, there's a mismatch there. Uh, and, and you should look to, to hire someone that can handle that for you so you can stay focused on the more valuable work that's growing your business faster and that's adding more value to what you're doing. And so that's where free up can be a big help. Um, you can come to us. You can let us know that person that you're looking to hire. And we actually take all freelancers through an application, an interview, and a testing process. And then we only have the top 1% of freelancers that apply in the network. So you're going to introduce to someone that we've already vetted. Uh, they're going to be great at communication. They're going to have the past experience. And they'll be someone that can really help build your business. Um, so, you know, that's kind of for business owners how you could utilize the platform to free up more of your time. <laughs> and then for people that are, let's say, still in college, um, maybe you're thinking about starting a business or you're working on getting your first job or getting your first internship. Um, there's people in the freelance free up network that you could hire to almost consult or coach you on, on kind of your career path and where you're headed and what you're looking to do, that could be super useful, um, you know, maybe even if you just hire them for an hour, you kind of get their feedback, they, they give the strategy on, on how they've built their business or built their career, and that could be helpful tips for you as, as you're growing as a, um, a young professional. Interesting. Are you on FreeUp yourself? I am not, personally. No. So my business partner and I don't offer... Um, our, our, ourself as people that can be hired um, just because we're so busy actually running the business it, it would be hard for us to work that into our time as well gotcha I figured I figured it might have been uh, something that kept up a little bit of your time there um, mm-hmm. as far as the Amazon and drop shipping stuff goes you're you're definitely I guess I would say an expert in that field as an expert's opinion what do you think is the future of uh, drop shipping right now, um, drop surfing, uh, any of that? How do you think that's going to pan out over the next five to ten years? Yeah, great question. So it's, the whole Amazon marketplace and even e-commerce has changed a lot since I got into it about nine years ago. And drop shipping was very good then because Amazon didn't have – Amazon Prime, um, and they also didn't have all of their warehouses where people could send their products, and then as customers purchase the product, Amazon ships it to the customer. Uh, that's called their FBA program. And so I would say today, in, in the next five to ten years, on Amazon specifically, FBA is going to be a, a good option or a better option for sellers. Dropshipping is definitely becoming harder to find success with because all the customers are expecting the fast shipping and the Amazon experience, which dropshipping doesn't allow you to tap into. But in terms of just e-commerce in general, 
I think dropshipping will always be a business model that entrepreneurs will use because it has a number of advantages. It, it allows you not to invest a lot of money up front. It gives you access to products that you can sell and test out without having to buy those products in bulk. Um, and it allows you to scale in that way until you are ready to, to start purchasing products at, at wholesale rates in, in bulk. So, yeah, I think I think it's still there, but it, it was definitely more popular um, back when I started about 10 years ago. Interesting. Okay. Should be interesting to see how it turns out. Um, as far as the drop shipping and uh, free up businesses go, what were, I guess, the biggest skills you learned from each of those? Mm. Yeah, so with with the dropshipping business, it was the, mainly the e-commerce business model. So e-commerce is a, a very big industry now. It has many different business models. Dropshipping is one of them. Then you also have wholesale, which is the second most, or the other most popular. And I, I mean, I learned the ins and outs of both business models knowing the ins and outs of how to sell on Amazon, how to work with customers on customer service issues, um, and all the back-end operations of how retail works. Um, so I would say that's the biggest skill that I took out of the first business. And then with the second business, my main focus has been on our marketing, our content, and our branding. So that's really what I've learned. In, in the past two and a half years, I, I learned to, to build a website. So I've, I've kind of taken on that skill and I have that now. Um, I've learned tens of marketing strategies that are helpful in building a business and driving traffic to your website so you can get more customers and convert them into uh, sales for your business. And then I've learned a lot about uh, SEO and, and content-related strategies that we now use within FreeUp. So it's been a great progression towards learning a lot about marketing and content with this business. That's great. I think those are super valuable skills um, and uh, stuff that you would never have learned had you not been in the industry. Um, so that's that's really awesome. Um, I had mentioned earlier that you are a published author. Could you tell us a little bit about your book, uh, name of it, what it talks about, and why you wrote it, how you got published, that sort of deal? Yeah, of course. So the name of the book is Free Up Your Business, 50 Secrets to Bootstrap Million Dollar Company. And the idea for the book actually came from a few conversations that my business partner and I were having, um, I think it was in 2016. And we were kind of talking about our experiences with the first business. We had been working together for about seven years at the time. And we were just starting to jot down all of the lessons we'd learned and kind of how it shaped our, our business thoughts and philosophies. And I've always been a big writer. I have my own blog, and I've just always loved writing personally. And my business partner threw out the idea that, hey, we should, you know, we should put all this into a book. You should write it and it will be a great marketing material that we can use when we're meeting new clients and when we're going on podcasts and when we're doing different things. So that's kind of where the idea all spurred from. And then over the following about a year, um, I did a lot of research. I learned about the process to self-publish a book and write a book and format it and everything that goes into it. 
And the way that we did it so that it actually worked out was every Friday for about a year or six months, I was just writing. I focused on building the book, writing the book, self-publishing it. Um, and then in April of 2017, we actually published the book and put it out there and been in circulation for about a year now and it's a great resource for people that are running their business and and need kind of tips along the way for hiring and for managing financial that's awesome i might have to purchase a copy to learn more about that um as far as publishing goes what was i guess your biggest barrier to uh, uh getting the book published yeah so <laughs> there's a lot of options out there um I chose to, to self-publish through um, the Amazon Marketplace. So they have a whole process, and they actually own a company uh, called CreateSpace that allows you to self-publish a book and put it out there so that people can buy it, um, and then it'll, they'll print it and ship them the actual physical book. Um, but there were a lot of requirements that went into actually formatting the book and then getting it set up as an ebook, um, and I also recorded an audio book so that took about 20 hours of reading the book um, wow. so yeah it was, a, it was a pretty long process but I didn't go through like a traditional publisher so um, I didn't I, I haven't gone through that process yet it was just self-publishing but there was still a lot that, that goes into it and making sure that's done correctly that's incredible that's awesome um being such a busy person, it's clear that your schedule is probably very busy during the day. And people who are listening to this, I'm sure, could gain something from learning how to maximize efficiency throughout the day. Could you walk us through, I guess, your average day? And I mean, there may not be an average day, but the stuff that stays the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. So... My approach to efficiency and productivity um, has a pretty organized process. So on each Sunday of the week, I create goals for the upcoming week, and I break it down into you know what I'm doing with Bria, what I'm doing with my personal blog, and then what I'm doing in my personal life. And I kind of write out a, a checklist of all these things that I'm looking to accomplish. And then on the night before each day, I write down goals for that next day, and I actually plan out my day hours and hours. I usually work from around 6 a.m. to around 4 or 5 p.m., and I just have a a very strict regimen each day of of what I'm looking to get done and how I'm prioritizing things so that at all times I'm I'm just constantly moving through the day with purpose instead of getting caught up and and having to try to find something else to do. so that's really my process, and a typical day for me is very balanced between uh, phone calls, meetings, and projects. So, you know, today, for example, I woke up and um, I had two phone calls before this with clients, and then I have this podcast, and I have a couple more meetings in the afternoon. Um, but then in between those, I'll be doing, you know, lead generation to try to find new partners or new clients. And then I'm also working to redesign our website right now. So I'll be working on some some work there and, and on that project. So it, it's very much a balance between those three areas for me on a day-to-day basis. Interesting. Okay. All right. 
another thing that someone like yourself probably has to have are dreams and goals for the future. Um, definitely, you're a planner and someone who is very futuristic. What are your dreams or goals for, I guess, the next step uh, for the future? Yeah, it's a good question. Something I think about. So right now I'm very focused on 3Up. We've been running the business for about three years, and we've been seeing awesome growth. And the next step really is to to keep growing this business and and build it as big as it can become. I, I really see us working on this for at least the next three to five years, so that's really where my focus is. Um, I kind of a side project that I'm, I'm looking to, to get in the works is, is writing and publishing another book, um, but this time going through a, a traditional publisher to see what that experience is like. And the, the idea for the book is, is to be focused on the, the whole freelance and, and gig industry and how it started and how it's grown over the years and, and where it may be going in the, the next five to 10 years. So. That's kind of where my head is at right now. I, I have some things that I'd like to do, you know, much farther down the line, but I'm very focused on, on building this business right now. Awesome. Uh, kind of as we wrap up here, I've got a couple more questions. Um, the first one of which I want to ask is, what are the easiest ways to uh, support you in what you're doing? Where are the places to go? What are the websites? How can we help you out? Yeah, of course. So if you want to, you know, check out Free Up, I'd love for anyone to, to visit. It's just like you had said at the beginning, so three E's, F-R-E-E-E-Up.com. If you're looking for advice on entrepreneurship or drop shipping or freelancing, you can visit my site, just connorgilvin.com. And if anyone's interested in asking me any questions or, you know, needs help in, in running their, their life, feel free to reach out to me. I, I love meeting with younger entrepreneurs and younger professionals to, to help them along their path. Um, I'll give you my email address and also a link to set up a, um, a calendar meeting with me so that your audience has that as well. Great. Awesome. And I'll make sure to leave the links in the description uh, for, the, uh, for the podcast. Um, I guess as a final question here, uh, something a little bit deeper, a little bit more complex what would be, I guess, the single most important thing that you could say to anyone out there listening to benefit their life? Yeah, that's a great question. So the one thing I would say is follow your passion. Um, that's something I've done for the majority of my life, and I haven't really worried about the financial aspects of everything, and it, it's, all, it's all come around. If you can wake up every day and be passionate and happy with what you're doing and you're working towards building something that's really meaningful to you, everything else will figure itself out. You'll be happier in your day-to-day life and, you know, you'll look back on what you did and, and you'll be happy with the stories that you've created. So, you know, don't, don't chase the dollar bill. Um, make sure that you can afford things and, and you're managing your money properly, but go after what you're passionate about and, and take risks when it makes sense. I think that's awesome. Um, Well, that is all for today. Uh, I hope you all were able to learn something from Connor's story. And if you enjoyed hearing his story, please subscribe to hear about more opportunities like this. Go out, find something you're passionate about, 
Thank you guys so much for listening. Really appreciate it. Have a great rest of your day, everyone. I do it by myself, do whatever sells Take some boost as well, till I lose control and yell Wear my leather jacket, the weather pain in the palette My boots are zipped and they strapped and I'm ready to do some bad shit Then I look to my left, don't say shit homie, sucked on something else Don't eat it, I just want faith without the book You call the bait without a hook, saying sentence seven Look, he made Devin become a crook, huh? Don't need no one's opinion, yeah we don't share our vision I'm no fuck with Bill Clinton, but I don't care about pissing off Everybody in the world on my way, there's plenty of people who go into pain Who do it themselves and never complain, so bitch I don't need all the words you say I do it by myself, do whatever sells Moving straight through hell, tell my mom